What's up, guys? Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome back to the King of Hearts podcast. Um, this week, we are going to be talking a little bit about... Discipleship. Yes. So, yes. Jake, how are you doing on this lovely love day? It's a lonely day, but it's okay, because we have friends and we have family. Uh-huh. I got my mama. I sent her a little thing on Instagram today. I telling her I love her and that I miss her, so... Yeah. Oh. I got all the love I need. <laughs> yeah, you do. Everything I need. <laughs> my father has it, man. Yeah. He's so got he's got some plans still, in store. That song's know? still stuck in my head. <laughs> but um yeah. I, I'm I am excited to talk about this. Um I I think we talked about doing this a little while ago and then it never happened. Um but some things recently have led to um us finally doing it. So <laughs> I'm yeah. excited. Um but yeah, Jake, um I kind of want to just start by talking a little bit about our experience, I guess, with discipleship um, and what that kind of looks like nowadays because, you know, it's a little bit different um, what our discipleship looks like um, versus Jesus's discipleship Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, um, you know, times are changing. Like We have cameras they didn't have cameras back then. No, they did not. Or phones or social media. Mm-hmm. The so. Chosen was not recorded. <laughs> it was not real time. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I love talking about this topic because I can confidently say that my best friends came from discipleship groups, which is just a huge blessing. Um, and on top of that, I would not be where I am today without the leaders that have poured into me. And I'm sure that a lot of people can say the same, um, that without those people that were willing to set aside time to pour into them and um, just, you know, being involved with other guys at their age or girls their age that were willing to be open with them, it just, it elevates your spiritual growth and your journey. So yeah, I, I love this topic. So yeah. Um, so like what, what exactly, what would you say the goal for discipleship is? Like as, let's say as a leader. And, a and leader. then we can also talk about like, being in a discipleship group yourself, like what, what is, what are you trying to get out of it? And, you know, that sounds selfish to say, like, what are you trying to get out of it? But yeah, um, in reality, like the leader is trying to get something out of it by just trying to grow other people, you know, right. that, that is the end goal. Absolutely. Um, so, so let's just talk a little bit about that. So yeah, one of my old D group leaders, one time he told us that your main, one of your main goals or your main desire when you start a discipleship group of like two or three people is to see one of those guys go off and actually grow and become the man of God that he needs to be. Because like in any like worship service or youth group or anything, not, I mean, it, it stinks to say this, but not every single one of them is going to go off and live for God. You're just hoping those few that actually take it and mean it and grow from it can actually go off and apply those things. Um, so the goal is to see one or two of those guys move on and do things. Um, which is really cool, um, but it's also a little disheartening knowing that maybe not everybody you disciple is going to go off and you know be a good person. Um, but that's definitely one of the goals as a leader, I think. Um, and I've also experienced that in my own life. Um, I'm thankful that the guys that I've been able to disciple are all growing and moving on. Of course, they have their own struggles, um, but it's cool to see that they're actually living it out. Um, then I think one thing as a student is to is to listen. That's one thing is to listen to other guys around you and what they're going through. But also vulnerability is a big thing. Like not every discipleship group has to be diving through a chapter and digging into it and getting all the things out of it. Maybe a whole discipleship group is a group of three people and one of them is just confessing everything they need to say for an hour. Like sometimes those are the best discipleship groups because let's say if that, for example, that's me 
I get to open up and be vulnerable, but also the other guys get to learn from my experience and know, hey, this struggle that he's ha having, having, like maybe I don't need to go down that route as well. And I'm glad he's being open with me about this. So mm -hmm. I've had all experiences as far as that goes. And I can say all of them have led to growth with my friends and my, and my leaders. So, mm, okay. Yeah. So, uh, one of the reasons that like, I'm really excited to talk about this is because discipleship is one of the things that kind of, I guess, formed, formed me as a, as a person, mm -hmm. like, um, after becoming, becoming a Christian. So, um, I'm just thinking back and like, if I didn't have what I did have, like, where would I be? And it's scary to think about, but I, I don't know if I would be living for God right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I think a lot of that really did have to do, um, just with my leaders. And then also with you guys, just being able to open up with you and tell you my struggles that I'm experiencing, like as a new Christian. Mm -hmm. So that, that's one of the, that's one of the big reasons I wanted to talk about this. Um, but so. you had, didn't you have more of a rough time being discipled at first? Like, I feel like you, we had conversations where like you were like struggling to be open and like things weren't as easy as maybe like you thought they would be. I, I think I definitely did. Um, but it really was because I didn't quite get it. I think, mm. um, it's hard to like, it's really easy to say yes to something, but like not exactly know what you're getting yourself into. Um, and I think I could be wrong. I think I was the first person that Brent discipled as well. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, oh, shout out to Brent, um, <laughs> if you're listening. Yes, but, sir. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely would say it's rough and I, I really do think it is just because I, I was so new to it and I didn't exactly know what, um, I was supposed to be getting out of it. And also I, I don't think I knew what vulnerability looked like <laughs> too. Um, because coming from not being a Christian, like I, conversations are a lot less intentional, um, with your close friends when you're not a Christian, because the stuff that's important doesn't really, like, you don't really talk about it. And like the, the stuff that you're ashamed of, you just, you know, hide it in the dark. So I think that was also, um, one of the things that made it really hard for me at the start. Um, but like at the end of the day, like I, I overcame that eventually and I was able to tell people how I was feeling. And, um, so yeah, I, I definitely would say that it has been more of a good experience than bad. So, okay. So in non-Christian circles, like, is that really like something that y'all never discuss? Like, like spiritual things and t like tough topics? Like, was it really that drastic of a transition? I mean, yeah, we don't like non-spiritual people aren't going to talk about spiritual things. Yeah, that's just, you know, what's the point? <laughs> um, that's so really I, convicting for me because, like, I feel like I've talked to people who are non-Christians and they're pretty knowledgeable about, like, spiritual topics, you know? Like, even if they don't truly understand everything, it's so, like, man, that, that's just convicting that you said that because, like, if no one, like, talks to them about that, then how are they going to know, you know? So I guess that's our job. But, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I, I didn't really understand that when you became a Christian, how truly hard it was for you to make that transition, to be open. Like that was that was honestly something that I've grown up with since middle school is like that kind of comes with discipleship as being vulnerable. So I, mm -hmm. I think honestly, I was a little bit frustrated at you like early on because like you would tell me that you're, you know, struggling with this. And then, you know, the other guy you were talking about, Brent would tell me like, he's not opening up. So like, 
I, I never realized like how deeply hard that was for you. And I'm, I'm sure it's hard for anybody just starting out discipleship. Yeah. And um, for me, I'm just, I'm also the type of person that I'm not like an open book to everyone. Hmm. Like I'm not going to tell someone that I don't completely trust um, like my deepest, darkest struggles. So that's another thing is like, I, if I'm going to tell someone something, I need to like know that they actually want to hear it and that they're going to do like, they're going to do what they think is best with that information that I give them, whether it's just like listening to me or trying to help me in some sort of way that Mm. that's another thing about me is I'm not just going to do that from the get go. (laughs) Like, um, so yeah. And like we're right now we're in, uh, not a discipleship group per se, but it's more like a life group, but we do like, um, split into groups and I, I've only been there like once, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. we have in a group of, uh, let's say 15 guys, I'm not just going to go up to all of them and tell them my deepest, darkest secrets. Like mm. that's just not, that's not who I am. Yeah. Uh, for, and that's different for some people and that's fine. But, um, yeah, I don't really know where I was going with that, but yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. Like not everybody needs to know your deepest stuff. And that's why I'm honestly a big fan of smaller D groups. You know, it was different for our senior year because we, you know, pretty much, uh, honestly, except for you, we all grew up together. You and Asafe, we all grew up together. So it was easier for us to open up about things. But that's why I'm, that's why I said I'm a fan of smaller ones mm-hmm. because if I know that I have a group of two guys and a leader or one other guy and a leader and that they're confidential, I feel comfortable telling them any of my deepest struggles. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not going to tell them, like, you know, when I was in high school, like, I'm not going to tell my parents those things. You know, me and my brother had a pretty good relationship, but I'm not going to tell him those things, right? Because all those people live with me. It's like, they're going to like see, I feel like I was scared that they were going to see me differently, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a bad fear. That shouldn't have been a fear. And I'm glad that I ultimately did open up with them about stuff. Um, But it's just different. It's a different vibe when you have a teacher that's intentionally leaving something that he could do with his family or his job or serving to meet with you. And also having those other guys dedicate that time as well. Yeah. And, and I would say that in a way, um, I think I envy that like in a way, just like yeah, the feeling of being able to grow up in a group like that. Um, but at the same time, um, I, I look back on that, not, not with like jealousy really, but more like I want to be able to provide that for some younger guys now. So that that has been like that's kind of my goal for this month is to start a discipleship group. So um I'm excited to finally be able to do that and um I, I find it really cool because they are actually like best friends. So I think that dynamic is gonna make the group just so much better. Um because it's kind of like what you just said, like they grew up together but they haven't like taken that step to like to the next level of um, talking about spiritual things like on a daily basis. So, uh, I, I am overall, I'm really excited. Um, and honestly, your stories, they kind of, they, they motivate me to want to do that. So, so when you say you're going to start discipling guys to you, what does that mean? Hmm. So uh, when I hear the word disciple I just I just think of um, Jesus and how he took these guys in and he walked alongside them and he taught them everything that like he wanted to teach them and um, 
So I think that's really fun that we have the opportunity to disciple people. And obviously that, that is like listening to their struggles and like giving them advice, but it also is um, teaching them what Jesus taught his disciples. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I think that's, that is something that's uh, forgotten about sometimes um, is discipleship isn't only like listening, it is uh, teaching in a way. And like, we have a book that tells us what to teach them. So um, I think that's kind of what it looks like is just having a safe space for them to open up um, when they need it, um, but also just being able to tell them something every week that tell them, tell them something new every week that mm. they need to learn. So that's, that's very accurate. Mm. I, I think maybe one of the mistakes I made, not maybe I, I did make this mistake when I was discipling my first guys was a lot of times I made it more about it being a safe space to be open rather than teaching out of the word. Cause I, it got to a point where my guys and I love them to death. They're some of my best friends, which is just really cool. They would be honest with me and come up to me and say, Hey, we need to like share the gospel with each other. We need to like dive into the word and not just talk about our struggles. And that for me was really powerful. Cause I was like, Oh man, I've kind of missed out on the teaching aspect and I've more been a friend to them, wow. which is important. Being a friend of the guys you're leading is very important. Jesus yeah. and his, and his guys were friends. Like he called like James and John, the sons of thunder. Like that's hilarious. Like it doesn't get better than that. But also at the same time, James and John understood the role that Jesus played for them. Hmm. So whenever he would give a sermon or teach and things like that, they would come to him and say, Hey Jesus, I don't understand this. You have a certain level of understanding that I don't possess. Teach me, help me. And I think that's a good example of what discipleship is. It's a it's a community, it's a vibe, it's it's fun, but also, like you said, there's gotta be a level of I have authority and I have a deeper biblical knowledge and I have more wisdom than you do. Mm. So therefore I'm going to pass that on to you so that you can go and make disciples and live your life with wisdom. And I think I think you said it perfectly, which is crazy because you've never discipled anybody, but all you've seen is how Jesus discipled people. Mm. And you understand that there's a level of I guess, respect that you have to have for your leaders. So that's very important. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes me just, it makes me really excited. Like, I don't know how to, how to describe it. it. It brings joy to my heart just knowing that like I have the opportunity to do like the same thing Jesus did. Obviously I'm not going to do it as good as him, but no like, chance. <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it really does. Like I've said it, I've said it countless times over the past few days, like how excited I am to, be able mm -hmm. to finally meet with them, um, hopefully this Saturday. But mm -hmm. like, it, it genuinely like it. I think it's something in my life that I, I've been missing. Um, like, I have a sense of fulfillment right now huh. from that. Yeah, and I think in a way it is because like Jesus tells us, therefore go out and make disciples. Um, I, these kids are already uh, baptized and <laughs> in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Washed by the blood. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, you know, I, I haven't gone and really done that. I haven't, I, I've obviously talked to people about Jesus and everything, but I haven't kind of taken guys and like put them under my wing and like led them on. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to start that, but mm. enough about me, <laughs> enough about me. <laughs> oh, no, bro. Like I'm just happy. Like, and this is more of a funny note, but like you, before this past weekend, when we served at this, you know, event in our church with kids, you like every single day, we talked about it last week on the podcast. So you say like, I want kids, I want kids, I want a family. And ever since we've served on Saturday, you've been not saying that as much. And you've been saying, I can't wait to meet with these guys. I can't wait to disciple mm. these guys. 
So like, I just think that's cool that like God is fulfilling your passion of, in a way, having kids because you're able to like steward these guys to live for Christ, which is cool. I, I don't know if you've realized that or made that connection, mm-hmm. but like God's allowing you to have that because you were obedient and you served. And that's also an important thing. Like if you're struggling with finding people to disciple, to lead on and mentor, there's no other better opportunity to find those people than serving opportunities mm-hmm. because you're going to get to meet guys and girls that you've never met before in your life. And as you go throughout that day or two days or even a week with them, you'll realize these are the people that like are passionate and need help. That That's what I noticed about the guys that I needed to disciple. I, I served at a middle school camp my junior year or the end of my junior year. And I saw the guys that were mm-hmm. like not no, not necessarily knowledgeable, but they were passionate about the word and they were willing to be honest with their sins. And that's when I knew that I could step in Mm -hmm. because they weren't prideful by saying that I know everything I need to know. They weren't trying to speak up too much and be knowledgeable in group. It was more like, man, I'm struggling with this. I give this up. And that's where a teacher can step in is we heard this this weekend. God can only heal the honest parts of you. So if you have guys that you're trying to disciple that aren't being honest, there's not much room to work there. It's not only heal, it's change. Yeah. God can only change the honest parts of you. But I mean, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, that, that's exactly how I felt about these guys um, from my group. Is they were just, I could tell that they have like they have something deep. Like I, there's so much potential in them. I would say, um, mm-hmm. like they have that fire, um, but they were also they were reserved in a way. So, mm-hmm. and I feel like in a way they're also kind of looked at in the wrong way by other people. Um, so that's something that I, I really admires. Um, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so excited. <laughs> These guys are awesome. Like they're already like texting me and asking me like really good <laughs> questions and it's just, it's just awesome. Yeah. So, so the, like the main age range that listens to the podcast is like, like 16 to like 24 year olds. So like that age range and within that age range, there's a lot of people that I, I think like should start discipling people. Like I think 16 is a great age to start discipling like younger teenagers because you're in those spots that they're going to be in within two years. So I think like something we can say to them is like a lot of times we look at discipleship as like a sacrifice or a serving opportunity, which it is. But also I've, I've, I tell these guys all the time that I used to disciple that I learn more from them than they learn from me. And when I say that, I mean it because I see these guys making wise decisions and I'm like, man, I kind of wish I was like that when I was their age because there's a lot of things that I lacked when I was their age. So it's really cool to see them making right decisions and knowing that I can apply that to my own life. And I think you'll learn that from any teaching opportunity, that you'll end up learning a lot more than you think you will if you have an open heart to not go in with a script and just say everything you need to say and try to be a teacher and instead just allow that to be a natural thing that the Spirit leads you by. And I think, man, I think discipling people is one of the biggest blessings. And I haven't done that since we've gotten to Orlando. I'm, I'm working on it. God's working on it. I'm trying to see what can happen there because um, I really want to do that. Um, but yeah, it's just something I haven't done yet. So I really want to because it's a huge blessing. So um, I was reading this morning in uh, Proverbs 11, and I saw this first, and it, it made me think about discipleship. Um, it's Proverbs 11:25. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched. And one who waters will himself be watered. So I think that's really cool that um, not only are we like we are going out of our way to do something, but it doesn't feel like that because we're getting so much out of it. But like it's so weird because like we 
I know, I know like we're not going into it with that mindset. Like I'm going to do this so I can get something out of it. Yeah. But God is just so gracious in that way that he, he gives us everything we need as long as we're being obedient to him. So I just think that's really cool. Yeah. And even when we're not being obedient, he still gives us what we need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm talking more about like that joy, I guess. Right. That joy. So yeah, there's a certain joy that comes from sacrifice, I guess. Mm. And also one thing I had to get over was viewing discipleship as like an official thing. Like it's only a discipleship if I'm at a Starbucks with two guys that I'm talking to. And that's not the case. Like, I think you talked to me about this the other day with serving, but it kind of applies to the same way as discipleship. Like you just coming alongside, like hmm. even non-Christians and just trying to lead them and, and take them under your wing and show them what the gospel truly says. Like that's also a level of discipleship. Hmm. So don't, don't hold yourself back. Just say, oh man, I'm not discipling people because I'm not doing what this person's doing. Like that's not the case at all. Like just when, it, like I think I read this the other day in, in Romans um, where it says like, take leadership seriously. Like leadership is a is a burden, like it's a big burden to hold, but it's also a huge gift because you have the opportunity to lead people and you can lead people every day just by your actions. It's not just an official term, I guess. I, I like what you said um, <laughs> because uh, I've already kind of experienced that just this week with my guys. Um, right when, so I, there's two guys I'm discipling, right when the last one's mom said yes to it, um, I was like, let's go. Um <laughs> And then one of the kids said, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. When are you trying to start? <laughs> and like, obviously, like we're, we're planning on meeting on Saturdays. But um, I said to them, the plan for the first meeting is this Saturday as of right now. But we're starting discipleship with this group chat. This is a daily thing. So I'll be texting you guys a lot in here. So mm. I think that 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 shows it, too, is like, obviously, you can have like a set time to meet, but if you're not walking beside them every day in any way that you can, like just even just texting them, like then I don't think that you're doing it. I don't think that you're doing discipleship in the right way. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I like what you said, not it not being an official thing. It's really just, it's kind of like a lifestyle. So. It's a partnership. Yeah, you know? that's good. That's good. Partnership. So what do, what do you think about this? Like, I mean, this is obviously in the chosen, but <laughs> it is also in the Bible, but like the chosen, like communicates it well. Like there were moments where like the disciples like didn't know where Jesus was, mm. but they knew what he was doing mm. and he was by himself with the fathers. So, like, mm. what's your thoughts on that? Like how important do you think it is to kind of get away from maybe those direct opportunities to lead mm. people and actually spend time with God? Well, that's, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think that you kind of know, you can have a good gauge on yourself on where you're at spiritually um, and obviously you're, you're going to be a better leader um, the more time that you spend with God working on yourself. Um, so I, I don't know what to say to that example of like the disciples, like they know where Jesus is. I, I guess, I don't know, because it's, it's, it's so much different because I'm not like with, I'm not with these guys every day. Like yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the difference between discipleship nowadays versus what Jesus did is like, we are not like living with them, like walking, like across, I don't even know, what, what do they do, like walk across countries or something? I don't <laughs> even know, bro. But like, I, I do think it's different. Um, they walked on water a little bit too. So. I, I think it's different in that way. Um, like they could visibly see when Jesus wasn't there. Um, so I, I don't I don't know if that's the best example. No. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Like walking beside someone doesn't mean holding their hand and everything they yeah. do. 
you know, like you can still have an impact and text them every day, but also there's a level of discipleship where you have to back up. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I get, yeah, I get that, what That's saying. one thing that I struggle with too, is like, you know, if I see one of the guys that I'm helping and, and serving and I see them start to fall and I see them start to make a mistake and rather than being open about it, I can tell that they're kind of holding on to this sin. Hmm. And that's where you have to say, I'm there for you. I'm, I'm here for you and I'm going to lead you in the right way. But also one thing that Jesus did is he allowed his disciples to fall, hmm. but he, he wasn't keeping them from failing. And when our guys fail, that's not our fault. You know, that's, that's one thing that you, we can't blame ourselves for is it's not our fault just because one of our guys sins. You know, if, if, if they sin, it's their fault. It's on them. But also what Jesus did with Peter is he let him fall. He let him know he was going to fall. And after hmm. he did mess up, that's when he approached him, forgave him, and they moved forward. And that's really what motivated Peter and gave him the foundation to go and start his church, start Christ Church. Um, so I think that's one important aspect, too, is just to not put too much pressure as a leader on yourself to make sure that your guys aren't doing what they shouldn't be doing, but rather being a leader and saying, hey, if you want my help, I'm here for you. I'm walking next to you. Hmm. So I like that. Yeah, sorry if I didn't um, completely understand your... No, no, th like that was a great answer, too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it was a really good answer. Like what, the what thing you said that I really liked, and you didn't say this exactly, but like our ministry with guys comes from an overflow of our heart. If we're constantly just trying to lead and not spending time alone with God, then our ministry is not going to be as best as it could be. Because like I said earlier, our ministry is a flow of our mm -hmm. and our fellowship and, and intimacy with God. So. Yeah. And I, I think in a way, um, tell me if this is um, like wrong to think, but I feel like knowing that you are in some form of like leadership, like you're leading these guys, I feel like that does kind of motivate you to you know, want to learn more and make sure that you are able to be a good leader. So do you think it's wrong to use that as motivation? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. No. <laughs> if, if you decide to serve people because you want to grow, that is not a problem at all. I, I don't think it is, you know, because you get to realize how beautiful it is when you are serving and when you are leading, but also you walk away from that experience and you're like, man, that was awesome. Mm. I learned something. You know, like that's one thing I talked about a few weeks ago, like with my testimony, one thing that helped me be a leader at school and to live out my faith was understanding and realizing that even if I didn't want to be a leader, I already was because people were looking to me as the Christian example because they knew I went to church. So no matter if you think you're leading or not, you are because people are watching you and they're taking notes on what you're doing and what you're saying. Mm. Um, but it's your choice to say, man, am I going to be the best example I can be for Christ or am I not going to be? So no, I don't think that's a wrong motivation at all. But you know, when you start off with that motivation, rather than just wanting to serve, it's very easy for pride to leak in. So that's where you have to be careful and, and honest with God about that. Have we um have we already talked about um from being discipled, like that perspective of kind of what what you get out of that? I feel like we have. I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, okay. I got best friends out of it and I was able to be vulnerable. And, and learn a lot about God and who he is. So, I feel like discipleship, it allows you to build those close connections um, and also it strengthens your relationship with God, but it also, it allows for reproof, um, which, you know, maybe that's just on my mind because I'm reading Proverbs right now <laughs> and it's all over the place in Proverbs, but mm -hmm. um, having reproof not only from God, but also from 
your some of your closest like uh most you know spiritually sound friends um i think that discipleship allows for that um and i think that is really good yeah you got to be open to correction and reproof and i think guys that are walking along your journey with you have every right to correct you and to demand more you know like that's something i've dealt with like if like one thing one example is like if i was ever going through like a lustful temptation like i had guys saying like well i've been good this week like trust me it's worth it like just let go let go and move on and like that not pressure necessarily but that drive to to follow god like that you need that and once that starts coming from guys that you care about and that you're open with that changes everything mm. and it was a huge part for me of discipleship yeah I, there is something like really powerful about seeing the people that you're closest with um kind of i don't want to i don't want to sound corny but like level up <laughs> like you know what i'm saying though yeah. like they they take things to a new level um like with their spiritual life and the way that they view god and um yeah stuff like that there's something there's something about that that makes you want to also have that drive so yeah and i think that's a good thing especially so. with best friends which is going to be really cool for you to look at you know one, one example i heard is in a discipleship relationship if you give a level 10 your guys are going to give level eight but if you give a level eight they're going to give level six mm. so you need to go all out and give like a level 12 like go all out on this relationship so you can see your guys try to meet you right because ultimately like one struggle that I think we both have is if guys don't meet our passion or if people don't meet our same passion in something that we love, it kind of hurts our feelings a little bit, you know, especially in a relationship. Like, for example, like if you're putting in more than the other person, like it kind of, it kind of stinks to see that, you know, like that they're not meeting you in a certain category. So when it comes to discipleship, like give more effort than you think you need to, because those guys will match that if they see your passion, mm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. I know you are. <laughs> uh, hopefully they listen to this episode too. <laughs> yeah, they need to. But yeah. Um, Send it to them immediately. <laughs> so yeah. It's exciting. Some of my biggest, biggest moments and best friends have come from relationships and discipleship. Guys that I would have never thought I'd be friends with before. And, and then they come alongside us and it's really good. So thank you guys for <laughs> listening in <laughs> to this episode of the King of Hearts podcast. <laughs> End it off, Jake. <laughs> See you next time. Peace.